name is Arabella, and I'm here chatting to my friend, mentor, collaborator, and mum, the craft designer, author, and innovator, Erica Knight. This podcast is a very informal conversation about craft and creativity, where it comes from, what we do with it, and why we need it in our lives. We'll chat about Erica's career in the fashion and textile industries, our shared passion for fibre and sustainability, and our musings on everything from art to design to what we've been reading and watching on TV. We'll also be inviting some of our friends and fellow creatives to join the conversation. In this first episode, we catch up over a virtual cup of tea and chat about knitting and what's keeping our creativity flowing during lockdown. Knitting, we always say, is like, you know, helps our well-being and it's calming. But how many people have we known in our industry lately just being having a feeling of being overwhelmed? Exactly. I think it's um, we've always said it's it's got this juxtaposition between it's it's craft is about being mindful and about slowing things down. We always talk about slow clothes. Um, and all the other processes that it's really helpful for well-being and you know taking time out for yourself but at the same time it's kind of really obsessive and urgent and we want next day delivery and we're onto yeah. the next project and we've got 40 things queued in our Ravelry and we know we're never going to get round to them and these independent businesses are you're just kind of running to the next trade show or the next fair that you're going to and kind of never quite catching up with yourself or catching up with your orders for your hand dyeing or all these different home businesses that people run and that kind of stifles the creativity well i think it does i think this research is going to be well it, also it's quite difficult isn't it because the research and now are we in lockdown feeling a little bit um anxious that we're not being as creative as we should be so I think we are going to need a few months maybe it is going to take more than a few months a year for us to reset ourselves in our house with our family with our projects with our own creativity and then as we emerge blinking into the sunlight um you know um and getting back in tune with um our new world or our new angles on it or what is expected of us. You know, I, I just feel, yeah, in our world, we have always had the answers. I don't know whether with knitting, we've always been control freaks, but I do think a lot of it comes down to the process of losing yourself in this wonderful craft that we're part of, of um, knitting or, or yarn, crafts because I put crochet in there too it's once you join that rhythm of crochet you know you don't look back we decided no this isn't this isn't right the way things are being done for so long and believe you me I mean I've been around you know this industry as we know a long time and somehow yeah we've got too much in our stash you know our stash palaces we've got too much in them We've got too many ideas. We've got too little time. You know, the companies are, you know, for our lovely shops, you know, there's too many companies bringing out too many yarns and they haven't got enough time or enough shelves or enough. So sit and enjoy and, and just look at it in a different way. So I think it is just looking at things in a maybe in a different way. 
and um, we've all got to keep healthy that's that's uh first and foremost and that means our mind body and soul so um, what are you what are you finding you're able to knit at the moment or how are you it's hard to it's hard to think about real future or you know often we're kind of knitting for a gift for Christmas and things like that but even that just seems it seems I don't really want to even think that far ahead so it's kind of nice to like you say just enjoy that be present in the process and not have to put too much pressure on yourself to yeah, be it doesn't creative. have to be yeah more about the journey isn't it as we've said before yeah. you know more about the process the the rhythmic of knitting in, over, under, off, make a stitch, you know, make a series of stitches, make a row, make a few rows, cast off. You know, um, I think there's a lot to be done just even with that sort of process, getting it right. I'm finding that with my, the colours are changing. You know, what I, I want to um, dress babies or what I want to swaddle a baby in with the blankets I'm making. So that's weird, you know, a lot of green. Is that a return to nature? I don't know. Um, also, what is nice is I'm beginning slowly to be able to look at um, my sort of artwork, um, which I haven't resurrected for a long time. You know, finding a simile to my knitting. And it doesn't matter whether I've got, you know me, for my swatches, some people are awfully neat and finished and their proper tension swatches mine are more rip them off the needles and I love the some of the stitches run done and loose threads and I find those creative and so yeah so I've got very formal gift projects but I've sort of got over that and I've now transgressed to being a bit more design on the needles and incorporating it with something which is a bit more meaningful design for me does that sound a bit that sound a bit up myself? Possibly, possibly. Well, no, it's uh, part of the. But we're all we're all going through that, aren't we? We're all going through that. It's it's all part of the process, and you have to, like you say, you know, swatching is actually a really important thing, isn't it? And a lot of people avoid it because it seems like a waste of time, and you just want to get stuck yeah, in the project. Yeah. And everyone assumes that they can knit to the tension of the pattern, even though it's a completely different designer that they've never chosen the pattern. For. And they've done a different yarn to the pattern and they expect the same results. So, but swatching can be really um, creative, I think. But also, I mean, let's not forget, you know, we're designing yarns um, as we speak. I mean, it's been fantastic because, you know, working... Um, with um, our cousins in the north um, and our cousins in the north of Italy where everybody's been in lockdown but the mills are back and they're all they're not standing still they're all um, you know progressing with new yarns and new machinery and new um, creativities designing yarns and so it's always nice to swap watch new yarns and uh, put them through their paces so that's been fun too going back to that reset thing yes this is all part of a, a reset and I for one are feeling bring it on I'm feeling very creative very optimistic about the future and obviously always love what I do and 
I think so many people are, are maybe picking up needles, returning to knitting, taking up crochet, um, even, aren't we just loving Grace and Perry too, getting people creative? It is that art, art therapy, you know, and I just love that what he says, and he's, he's so clever because, you know, he is this incredible RA artist, but he's so accessible to everyone. He's just so genuine. It's not pretentious. No. And what him and, you know, he's, we're talking about that program he's done during lockdown for Channel 4 about um, Grace and Perry's art club. And it's just saying that anyone it's art isn't this and being creative isn't this inaccessible thing that everyone is creative and there are so many different ways to be creative you know it do, you don't have to be a designer to be creative it's about thinking creatively it's about you know even in every day there are just so many moments where especially now when we're in lockdown and um things have been taken away from us it's those ways that people are able to adapt and innovate what they're doing or come up with these amazing solutions yeah. even you know, people making masks out of socks and buying I know it's, it's so great to see that and sometimes you you do need um a almost a a parameter to um fight against or something it's like a school uniform or something like that you know <laughs> yeah. it, it, totally i remember you your school uniforms oh my gosh yeah they they were uh, totally cut about and reconfigured what we did with black and white um plaids oh my goodness but i think you're right i think um when you're given literally um don't go out you you you've got to find creativity some people it's in their cooking or you know yeah. uh, rearranging the home uh, countless times um but i think you know going back to you know like with grace and perry it is about looking at things looking at things in a different way if you're if you're given just three things to look at or one blank wall you start seeing creativity or in it you know you break out i'm a great one i love go over the edges don't you know i was never one i was a very neat colorer enough but it is so much more fun isn't it when your brother gets hold of it and you can go outside the lines in his coloring book and um, i mean i'm looking and i know you're in south london and i'm in here um smugly on the south coast looking at the sea but i'm looking at your bookshelf for example now and you know and i know you know the modern thing is to um color code the books and so I'm looking um, at, at, at the back of your head and you know even all that pink section that's rather nice and if you just took that that's just all those sort of vertical lines of you know I'm not a pink person unlike you Miss Pinkerby yeah. but um, you know those pinks it sort of made me think do you know I might get those pinks dark coral pink so accent there's a bit of coral there and then there's just a little touch of blue or go into the orange you know that is a swatch fab that could be a stripe sequence couldn't it i like it could that. indeed but actually what i like about um color coding my books is that it puts random books next to each other 
so you know I've got a lot of art and fashion and design books and I'll suddenly find that I've got you know a book about Audrey Hepburn next to a book about you know the beginnings of art from Giotto and Dura or something and it's I just love that that juxtaposition of things. I think that's what I've always loved about pop art and everything. Yeah. It, just, it just makes it so accessible. And you think, well, yeah, I can be interested in this kind of always. pitch. You know, I've got that, one of my favorite books is Blondes by Paula Yates. I just think it's so <laughs> iconic. But I can be interested in that and also, you know, have a you know, the world history of art. Um, well, it's finding things again as well, isn't it? In, a, in, a, in a, Like you're saying with the juxtaposition, but also in a practical level, you find books that we, um, at the moment too, I was looking for um, something the other day and came across the, the wonderful um, Kate Tempest's poems. Mm. And they seem so relevant. She's got a new album out, which my brother has just bought. And, um, you know, so it's just you know, finding her poems and I'm finding they're so relevant during lockdown and, um, you know, she is the saving of souls, I think. Finding all these uh, people too that speak to, to us in different ways. So all those, it's all uh, appealing to our senses, isn't it? You know, keeping our hands busy, um, our music, um, our um, indulging our senses in touch with swatching, but, you know, senses too, the smells, you know, I've become obsessed with room scents as well. So I feel my senses are in all things being sharpened. But certainly observation, coming down to looking at things and experiencing things anew. Reset. Yeah. And that you were just saying, you know, the home has become so much more important. And we've been talking for a few months as well about home and about what that means to us um, ahead of new collection that you designed on homeware for Rowan magazine. Yeah. And it's interesting, again, because home has always been an important thing. And certainly, you know, in knitwear, it's a great place to start for knitting as you say blankets or simple things based around a square but um for a beginner that kind of thing but also that whole concept of home has changed quite dramatically over the last well, we li- weeks yeah well the, the last few months i mean we're all spending far much more time i mean paint sales and everything that you can't you know get your paint online well you can now but huge deliveries and you know interesting that the diy store's been open we're spending so much more time and if we and that is going to be the future it's going to be much more home working it's going to be our environment so whether it's curating your books and your bookshelves or curating your workspace it's going to be um, increasingly important you know, for years I, I spent um, working, scooping up zeitgeist to, you know, what was formerly called a trend prediction uh, for fashion companies and textile companies. But now this is uh, it's interesting, you know, to hear what the people who are doing these things, like the wonderful Lee Adelcourt, um, you know, talking about how we're going to be in our homes much more. I mean, for me, obviously, um, you know, yes, I've always had loads of throws, blanket. you know, I've got cupboards full of blankets and throws and cushions. To me, uh, to putting two squares together in 
um, it's like fashion for your home. You know, you can add a spot of color or you can um, add a, a, a spot of texture. Um, and I love that, the proportion of knitted stitch in a um, interior against glass and wood and polished steel. I, again, that word juxtaposition, I love that word. I love that word juxtaposition. Um, and it adds scale and um, volume. So, you know, they'll go back to those swatches, they can always be turned into cushions. Um, I like to do like long, long scarves. That are, you, you know, you um, sew up, you fold them over, sew up both sides um, and shove a cushion pad um, in it and then just fold over the top and so you don't need any zips or buttons or anything quirky fastings so I've done a few of those with lots of uh, bits of uh, um, oddments that have been hanging around I mean the Rowan one was just a joy um, to be able to do that project to be able to literally come home in the in the smallest and the biggest sense coming home to Rowan and you know um, the beautiful yarns, I mean, always been a big lover of big wool and uh, been able to, you know, explore that a bit, actually making it even chunkier with um, plying that up. And uh, and what I love, they've got this, and I think it probably was inspired by one of my walks of, um, back when I moved here in September. Um, I'd never come across this stuff, sea holly that wonderful plant that's got all the little bubbles on. So that ends, you know, and marrying that up with um, this wonderful texture of uh, this yarn called brush fleece, that was lovely. Again, mixing that up with a vibrant sort of color in um, a linen. That were, So those, and that all came about just through swatching and just putting yarns together on the table and or in one of my many baskets and, and just looking at them for a few days and then trying them out. So it's looking. I think what I've learned during this um, many, well, it's now, what, a thousand and five week? Thousand and five must be, isn't it? We go in a thousand and six this week, I'm sure it is. But, you know, and then just trying them out. So, yeah, I am a bit scattergun. I've gone from baby wear, home wear. I've knitted a blanket. I think the, bla the blanket is great. Don't always have to have edges. You can go over the edges, can't you? You can have tassels. You can have pom-poms. I always like to knit in the edges anyway, so you haven't got lots of finishing to do. So there we are, yeah. So Going over the edges. Yeah, and is that something then through, you design, you know, the way that you design and do that, like you said, you don't have to finish it. Is that because but you quite like finishing, don't you? You do like finishing garments. So it's not it's not just for ease. It's a, that is a, an aesthetic choice. And the, similarly, the way you often just leave a, a tail end that's actually <laughs> become so important though and really interesting because it that's kind of celebrating the handmade process. Something really lovely about that authenticity of not making some, not trying to make something that you've crafted by hand too perfect, because otherwise you buy agree. it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, and you have to be very careful. I think because when I first started to knit, I mean, obviously during the sort of punky years, I couldn't knit. You know, always had ends. You had holes and. You, but you could put a safety pin there or, you know, what have you, and chuck it down um, a catwalk to um, 
you know, craft work, um, theme tune or um, Sex Pistols of the Damned or something. So, you know, it all had a vibrancy about it. And, um, but you lose somehow when you, 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 you lose, you gain techniques, you do things a bit better as you go along. And, you know, you try to aim to make it, I don't know, look shop bought. Now I try to unravel things and uh, um, deliberately leave holes as a design in things because trying to get back that immediacy of when you, you first craft and it's such a shape because, and I do think, you know, the, to me now it's sort of a signature. I think it's a flourish. It's like a, a signature of a painting leaving an end. I know it's very annoying to a lot of people, but it just shows that it's handcrafted. It's, um, it's like a big full stop, but it's more to come. So there's always a cast on, shows the journey through a process, and then it's a, a cast off. I, I, I just sort of love that. On the other hand, I, um, I do like finishing. I, I love, somebody showed me mattress stitch once, and that is it. You do not need another stitch ever. Um, because you you match it to everything it's it's a game changer so that's all you need but there again no I do like the external seams making them a feature I think that when you look back at old work which I've had time to do because I've been tidying up my bookshelves so I go through oh how many books has there been with you know um, I think soon we will be bringing out the 26th book yep that's um, and that's a joy because that's a celebration of texture in my way whether they're discrete textures or you know big overblown sort of textures or texture from the yarn or texture from the city or from the environment so um yeah well well you know i was talking to lovely emma wright the other day about um you know color and um uh, i it's a big thing for me. Oh, you know, I can work, I can remember even at college working with 32 colours and Lovely Cave, you know, can work with 32 colours in a row. But it's so nice too to devoid yourself of colour and just work with one colour. And then it's you just know, about the texture, isn't it? Just about the texture. Mm -hmm. And then the tones of the colour. You know, I love black. Black, we never work in black because it doesn't photograph. But, you know, you can get green, black and blue, black and red, black. And so maybe another that's time. Where, about that. That's where those, you know, beautiful hand dyes that, um, you know, Luan oh, yeah. does and people like that. Those so much depth to just one color. I might another few weeks actually take to dye bath. I might just do that. Um, well, there's so, many amazing, there's so many amazing dyes that you can get just from natural natural things that you find totally and to be able to grow them yourself as well and you know and everything comes back to nature everything comes back to the landscape you know that and that's what we're about I mean I'm very fortunate you know to look out now on the, the sea and the changing skies and the seascapes and the planting a joy of having a window box um, and been planting that I think we're all listening to more bird song, uh, walks. We're all now just, you know, sense of touch and seeing things anew. It's like a rebirth. I mean, maybe it's Renaissance.
you know maybe it's a you know um, a new innate personal renaissances we're having yeah i hope yeah. i hope there is a lot of positivity that comes out of it and definitely you know in thinking more about the the natural world and climate change and seeing the changes that that can happen you know when we as humans kind of take our literally our you know our foot off the accelerator and you know stop we've all been having a turf out deciding that we need to edit our life now we've got to be thinking about where that's all going um are the pits clay line don't even start me on all the recycling of that um but we've got to edit we've got to um you know not be fly tipping using our waste much better so um and we are in um a craft that can be looking forward for that um and i've you know I've always, as you know, always turned stuff. You know, one of my big things when I was used to being straight out of art school teaching and, um, you know, doing drift, uh, you know, what I used to call in the, the drift workshop, you know, walking along the beach with kids and finding bits of string and bits of rope and knotting them together and then making two big knitting needles. The fact that you can sort of concoct a big loop and um or a big hook and you can make shelter and what have you so that's a bigger thing but i i love the fact that we just need to now be doing that much more in building materials as well as garments the world currently produces about 80 to 100 billion garments each year and that's there's only just over seven and a half billion people on the planet so we've got enough clothes garments currently to clothe about the next six generations terrifying with knitwear it's always been a make doing men and um I, i'm just all for that i just think it really brings out a creativity I, I was sort of more interested in how you know for some people that's a really hard challenge they really need to be quite prescriptive about what they want you know um and we see that with how people it's the, same, it's the same as when people choose a knitting pattern, you know, a lot of people just want to buy the pattern, do it exactly as it is there and knit the same colour and everything and just think, right, that's it. But then, you know, once you get more confident or you, you kind of, if you want, the whole beauty of it is if you're knitting something for yourself, you can adapt it to what suits yeah. you. If you want a longer sleeve or a shorter length so you can wear it layered or whatever, you can do all that. That's the point yeah. of making your own clothes. But yeah, a lot of people do just like to be, just follow the pattern, which is all fine. But um, I think, yeah, like what you've always done is, I don't know, yeah, it's a bit more anarchic than that. Just as you said at the beginning, go over the edges and you cut things up just, just for the fun of it. And leave an end so that there's more to come. Exactly. Thank you so much for listening. And we want to say a big thank you to Kirsty and Keir for their insight and practical help in editing and producing this podcast. We hope you'll join us for another virtual cup of tea next time when we'll be unraveling what makes the perfect sweater. And I'll be asking Erica why some sweaters just feel like old friends. Mm -hmm.